Welcome to a Skin Depth Convo. I'm Anna Kagaraikis. This is a show focused on inspiring and educating those in the skincare and beauty industry. Now, today we're really excited to chat with Mrs. Cambodia World, Jacqueline Bhagavan, who is also a Lyric Clinical spokesperson. We'll get to know her, hear about her tumultuous journey from Cambodia to California, learn about her passion projects, and what's next for her in the beauty pageant world. But first, I want to welcome in our expert host, part of the founders of Lyric Clinical, Metaxi Delicus, and Francine Kagaragis. Ladies, welcome back. How's it going today? We're doing well. Wonderful. Very well. And we're excited to talk about our influencers. Yeah. Before we get into our interview, we kind of really want to go into what an influencer is. But first, let's talk about what's new in the beauty industry when it comes to social media. Now, Cosmetics Business revealed the most popular social media platforms in a news report, YouTube came out on top as the platform of choice driving consumer engagement and purchases. Influencer marketing platform Tracker showed that 73% of consumers use YouTube at least once a week, followed by Instagram at 66%, Facebook at 65%, and TikTok at 56%. More than 70% of consumers said that they are more likely to buy products from brands if they collaborate with an influencer they know and trust. With that in mind, how big are influencers in the beauty industry, in your opinion, here in the U.S. and around the world? Well, influencers, at first we thought influencers, you had to have a large number, but we realized influencers do play an important role, influencing people to, to know more about Lyra. So it's not about the numbers, it's more about the actual quality of influencers that you get. And influencers are game changers for our cosmetic industry. Yeah, I agree. And social media has changed the market quite a bit. People are looking at their phones to find out what's the latest information they need, what products do they need, uh, what medications do they need. They're finding it's like information overload in a lot of ways. So we need to make sure that we set ourselves apart. I know that here in the U.S., there's different types of influencers. If with Lyra, we have brand ambassadors and we also have spokesperson. A Lyra clinical ambassador is actually our professional estheticians that have worked with the product for a few years and are able to show their before and after and all the results that they have done and able to share that information on social media. We have two here in the United States, Michael Moore and Morgan Cameron. And we have one also in Poland representing us internationally in the EU, Monica Magaria. All three of our brand ambassadors have done a great job and very successful showing how Lyra Clinical works. Well, for me, the brand ambassadors started with these three using Lyra and the results that they got. And it brought attention to us, wait a minute, you know, what are they doing that people are following? So for us, a brand ambassador is someone that is successful, someone that uses our line, the full line, someone that has actually mastered the techniques that we've taught them and actually can share the results that they're getting. And people like that because now we're becoming more of a unit or a family because we share the before and afters. So for Morgan Cameron and Michael Moore and Monica, they their passion is above the influencers type of person. I mean, they do it. They are real. They touch. They feel. For us, a brand ambassador is more of an influencer to our brand because they are really using our brand and showing it. Social media has completely changed where you talked about how you thought it was originally about numbers, but it's not, like you said, no. because people can buy 
followers, but it's all about the engagement, you know, how you interact with people. And when it comes to having somebody, you know, and trust, it's interesting because you have to find people who you gain information from, who people who give you information like, oh, I want to keep watching more because I'm learning from them. I can trust them. They're giving me information. It's not just things out there just so they can make money. It's more of this is information I can rely on. Brand ambassadors that we have really do teach their tricks and the things they've done to other estheticians and we acknowledge it. And that's really important. And they've really changed a lot of the estheticians business practices. They really want to be like these ambassadors. They want to be able to open up and do social media postings and kind of feature their rooms and feature them as part of their practice. And what we have found that when we go into Asia, especially in China, they have something called KOLs, key opinion leaders. And this is the way they sell product over there is because consumers are able to trust KOLs because they have done the homework, they have done the research, and then they're able to tell people what works. So we understood this. And so this is where the brand ambassadors are able to go into the market and show professionals how Lyriclinical works. But then we also now have Jacqueline. And Jacqueline is a spokesperson for Lyriclinical. She is the person who speaks on our behalf globally and talks to everyone, professional and to retail, to really explain how skincare works for the professional market and for the retail market. You mentioned Jacqueline, and it's great to note that we were introduced to Jacqueline. We had lunch with her. We interviewed her. We tried to see what what did she have to offer and her story of overcoming a lot of the things that we're going to talk to her about. But she represents, like Francine said, speaks in behalf of Lyra. She is definitely someone that you need to showcase who she is inside and out. We as Lyra are so proud to have someone of that type of a caliber that could actually speak internationally about Lyra and her life and her story. This is working very well for us because we have a few other people requesting yeah. to be brand ambassadors from Cameroon, Africa, from Italy. We are having people reach out to us from different parts of the world. So we're able to communicate with them and they can showcase what they're able to do with Lyra. So let me ask you then on that too. Let's talk about the process of getting brand ambassadors, spokesperson for Lyra Clinical, because it's not the same old idea of, here, let me give you a cleanser to show to your thousands of followers. It's not simply that. What's the process of choosing somebody that you can trust to represent your brand? Experience. We, we have noticed that a lot of people who have been with us for many years and are able to understand what products do in the professional market, those are the brand ambassadors. But as Metaxi was saying, when it came to the spokesperson, it is somebody who's able to globally represent us with our philosophy. Science, discovery, nature, secret, beauty from the inside out, be bright, be beautiful, just to represent us of what our full philosophy is. The brand ambassador for us, the qualifications is not someone that just started with Lara, someone that actually has mastered, who has gone through the protocols, who've actually submitted before and after, who can actually speak to an esthetician coming aboard, understanding that there's so many different things they can do with the Lara products, the back bar, the retail side of it. You know, you can only do so much in your clinic. You want to be able to support their results at home and home treatments. The philosophy is definitely the root of picking a brand ambassador. It's important to understand that they we're on the same page. So these people have successfully done a wonderful job 
And the ones that are right now being interviewed are also ones that, you know, need to be able to qualify. And I think that's important. We just don't want to have a lot of brand ambassadors. We want to have quality of the ones we pick so that we're supporting them and they're supporting us. Yeah, make sure that if you haven't listened to it, please listen to uh, Morgan Cameron's yeah. interview that we did with her. We talked to her about acne because that's something that she's a specialist in. We're going to be talking to Monica in Poland as well. And then also Michael Moore. And I'm really excited uh, about this next interview right now that we're going to be having with Jacqueline. But before we get into hearing her story and who she is, what stuck out to you when it came to meeting Jacqueline and bringing her aboard? Why did you want her to be a spokesperson for your brand? Well, when I first met her, the first thing I noticed is she had this positive positive energy. What was very exciting for us, she is an esthetician. So she knew exactly who our clients are and she understood skin very, very well. And she's somebody that was able to get the message out about be bright, be beautiful. I don't think when I met her friend, I have to agree with you. She didn't have a ceiling to what she was going to accomplish. She can do anything. She had some bad situations in her life, but she overcame them, but she has no ceiling. And her life is full of learning and experiencing and sharing it. And I learned from her is that I enjoy every day because she's given me that, like you said, that positive feeling, like there's nothing that I can't do. She, she really came out with that message of believing in yourself and Please. move forward. We're all going to have complications in life, but you need to keep moving forward. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to get to know Jacqueline. She is truly a beauty from the inside out. But before we get to the interview, here's a word from Lyra Clinical. Lyra Clinical takes today's skincare to the next level. Using cutting edge technology and the best high quality ingredients, Lyra gives you brighter, healthier, younger looking skin. With award-winning products, advanced education, and innovative skincare philosophies, Lyra Clinical is redefining aesthetics and offering superior products and treatments that produce remarkable results. It's beauty from the inside out. Be bright, be beautiful, Lyra Clinical. Jacqueline Bhagavan currently misses Cambodia World. She's also the Goodwill Ambassador Envoy for the Cambodian Ministry of Tourism. She's a president of the Coral Tree Education Foundation and has now been named a Lyra Clinical Spokesperson. Jacqueline, we're so excited to welcome you to the conversation today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me today. It's such an honor to be with all of you and especially to be a Lyra Clinical Spokesperson. You know, Jacqueline, it's wonderful to have you with us, meeting you. You are very inspirational and your story is so very intense and very powerful. So we're very happy to have you as a spokesperson for Lyra and to make sure to get this message out is very important for everyone. Actually, Jacqueline, I remember you a few years ago. I had met you when you first came here. I'm so proud of you to achieve all these things in these years that you've you know been here. It's funny how our roads cross again now and that you can be a spokesperson for Lyra. I'm very, very honored. I think Lyra is very, very honored that you're part of our team. Thank you very much. Well, I know that the ladies are so excited to have you aboard. And let us I just really want to get to know you. Obviously, you were born in Cambodia, but what brought you to the United States? What's your history? My family and I came here doing the political upheaval in Cambodia in 1975. I was, uh, I was born in Cambodia. We escaped by foot, actually, to Cambodia. And then we seek asylum in Thailand as refugees onto the Philippines as refugees and then to America as refugees. 
you know, obviously you had very trying time with your family being a refugee and having to leave your home in such mm-hmm. a fashion and go through what you had gone through. How did those adversities really shape you and who you have become today? Thank you for that. It was not a very easy for my family and I. Actually, I come from a family of seven children. I'm in the middle of seven. When we came here, I did not speak a word of English. And the only thing we had was like clothes in our back, literally. And my mother, let me bring you back a little bit during the escape. We only had some pots and pans my sister was carrying and my brother. And then the clothes in our back. And at that time, my mother gave birth to my younger sister. And we were crossing to the Thai border by foot and landmines everywhere. So we had to hire someone to help us. And then we went to Thai border and uh, stayed at the refugee camp there, then on to the Philippines, then to the United States. We settled in Houston, Texas. And those experiences, to be honest with you, really helped shape the person I am today, helped me become very compassionate, look at the world through different lens. I see the world as a place where anything, like in America, anything is possible, anything can happen. If you have a good heart and you are good to people, then all your dreams will come true if you work hard. Very inspirational. And the strength it took for you and your family to do that traveling, you know, you weren't sure where you were going. It must have been very, very difficult. Yeah, it was. It was. And can you imagine my father was carrying me? At that time, I was three or four years old. And my mother was carrying my other sibling. We only have one American born, one U.S. born, that's my youngest brother. And when we're carrying by foot, we hire someone to help us escape because landmines, can you imagine, everywhere. If you step on it, that's it, you're gone. But, you know, I believe in the higher power, spiritually speaking, and my father believed in the higher power. And we, you know, we prayed and we walked in the middle of the night. We had to escape, leave all of our belongings and walked in the forest. And then, you know, we survived. (laughs) And to get to the Philippines and get to the United States. And when you came to the United States, how difficult was that for you? I think the language and the culture was a big shock for us, not knowing a word of English. Although I did learn some things in the, the Philippines refugee camp, but still I was having issues learning the language. And same with my parents. They were already in their late 40s when they came here. So it was very difficult for them to make that transition into the American culture. You said the higher being. There was a destiny for you. And the destiny was for you to come and take advantage of all the opportunities in America, but also give back. And I think your story is very valuable because you can't give up. You have to keep going and have a positive mindset because there's reasons why we go through our journeys, but the positive that we come out of these journeys is what I think makes us who we are. And I think when talking to you, we connected right away with you because you really have made a negative situation such a positive result for other people, for your family, for everyone that you come in contact with, which I think is really important. But when you came to California, what was the first thing that you noticed in California? Why did you settle in California? I'm just curious about that. Yeah, you know, when we first came, it was Houston, Texas. And that was a big learning (laughs) curve for me there. Texas have different views of uh, minorities at that time. In the 80s, we arrived in the U.S. in 1981. It was not very welcoming, you know, for my family. We were sponsored by the, the church in Texas, Baptist Church in Texas. And then we learned that Californian Cambodians or Khmer people. So we drove to California from Texas. 
Oh, you drove. Yeah, oh. we drove. And my sister and my, my two elder sister and brother, they flew because someone at the church sponsored them to come to California. So they got them a plane ticket and bunch in a car, in a Volkswagen, something, some, some car. <laughs> Dad drove. My mother does not know how to drive. And so we, we drove to California and we settled in Stockton, California. Oh, wow. So you came into California and then obviously you made a life for yourself there with your family. And then fast forward to you as an adult, you decided to become an esthetician. What made you decide to become an esthetician? What, what drew you to that profession? You know, I wanted to add something to that. First of all, I I, I have some learning problem, dyslexia. So I overcame that, you know, as a, a young person, I, I struggled really in math, struggled in so many things, but I've always had that, you know, grow with a smile. I just love to smile. I love people. And no matter, I have that sort of handicap, you know, or, or that the problem. I still approach life as, you know, positive. And then fast forward how I got into the aesthetic fields because I really love helping people make them beautiful. I'm crazy about skin. I should have gotten into being a dermatologist, but I just love esthetician more of a hands-on, you know, like connection with the customers. And that's why I love it so much because it's just, you know, beauty of the skin and then how I can touch and heal someone. I really, that's why I love it so much. And bring confidence to people. That is something that you were able to bring to them. Yes. So Jacqueline, education is obviously something that's really important to you. Can you talk about what you did when you came to California? How important was continuing on with your education? Yeah, so when I, I came here, I was nine years old. But I wanted to share something important. My parents believed in education. And because of that, they lowered my age by two years. You know, next year, my real age, I'm going to be 50. But basically, I'm in my late 40s. They did it because for, they want us to, to learn the language. They want us to be educated in America. So we came to uh, first to Texas, then on to California. That's where my, my memories of education began. So I went to high school in Stockton, California, elementary, and then uh, college, I went to uh, California State University, Sacramento. I studied communication. That's where I received my bachelor's degree. You obviously are a fantastic communicator. So you, it, it was perfectly fitting. Okay. So then after college, what was the next step for you? So after college, I, you know, I, I worked at a PR company. Actually, I worked for PR Newswire. I did radio. I was a news announcer. I did sales. I was a recruiter. But then I've always loved to have this love for skin. So either I go to apply for medical school and be a dermatologist, it takes forever, or I do something where I really get to interact with customers, with people, and with clients, and that is aesthetics. And that's why I selected aesthetic school. Where'd you go? Which school did you go to? What city did you go to? San Francisco Institute of Aesthetic and Cosmetics. Very nice. Well, so yeah, that's yeah. your alma mater. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Later on, you decided to go into beauty pageants that you were crowned Mrs. California in 2015 and 2016, then competed in Mrs. America. You won fabulous face. You were a finalist. How did you decide to actually get into pageants? And what was that experience like? Well, first of all, I wanted to share my story, you know, my struggle. I know this is going to sound crazy, but I do want to be a role model. And I wanted to share my family story of our struggle and how we came here with nothing and we made something of it and how I was struggling with my learning disability and how I overcame that, how my daughter was born early, a preemie, and how I overcame so many obstacles. I feel like early on in my life was a block, you know, but I didn't let that deter me. Actually, it made me 
it motivated me to want to work harder and want to bring this whole philosophy on this platform called beautiful. You know, making a complete person, and so that's why I entered. And I'm glad I did. And I failed the first time I entered Mrs. California America, and I did not know anything about pageantry. Then I learned the first time. Then the second time I won. I won because I let my heart lead the way. You are an inspiration. It shows people that just because you lose, don't stop there. Keep going, <laughs> and you will win. You are. Yeah. That's an inspiration. But I think also you mentioned to us when we talked to you that not only you won, but you were the one of the first from the Asian so culture to win. California, America at that time, my when I won was 40 years old, and they've never had a an Asian American or Asian person win the competition. And I was also the first Cambodian, first Khmer to capture the crown, and first Asian. That's awesome. Unbeknownst to me, I was very surprised when they announced my name. I looked at the girl that was the first one up. I looked at her. I said, "I think they make a mistake." <laughs> what you're talking about? <laughs> I said, and they captured that because I was shaking my head. I said, like, "I don't think so," <laughs> uh. because it's because we go through life seeing what is beautiful. You see, you know, this amazingly Amazon tall woman with blonde hair and blue eyes, and you think that is what. Beautiful is, and so I I turned the page. I inspired people with my story. I shared that a beautiful person is. It takes that heart. It takes the drive, and it takes being honest. And you know all the golden rules we learn as a child. And that's what I carry with me as an adult. And so I wanted to share that with people. The competition, and I'm glad that the the judges saw that. Well, you do shine. It shows in your smile and in your eyes, and from within, it really does show. I have to tell you what you said to touch me, and I got chills. When we started skincare, it was all about the lighter skin tones. It was all about what you can do and what you can't do. When you had more of the darker skin tones, we couldn't do as much as the lighter skin tones. And when Lyra began in the beginning, it was about treating everyone. The same. The skin was skin, no matter what color. That we can do multiple things. We learn from the past and how to set it up so that you can offer all Fitzpatrick type. We overcame so many obstacles because people said you couldn't do this, you couldn't do that. But the formulations were put together in a way that we could. And you're expressing a very similar story that you assume that that's what people want. You assume that that's what we, the stereotype that we had. You changed that and and showed that yes, it's what you believe. And you trust in your heart, and we trusted in Lyra. We felt that we could accomplish that, and we have. And and our lives, and our situations, and the professionalism, and all that has that constant parallel kind of feeling, which I think is where if anybody walks away from this podcast, you don't give up. You try hard. There is no set rules on anything. We can change these rules and these obstacles and move forward. Yes, I agree. You know, oftentimes we put ourselves. And in a box because yeah. we think that's what society wants, but in actuality, it's not. You just have to try. You know, when the word impossible, I like to turn it around and say I'm possible. I love that. Oh, I like that. You know, I remember watching pageants when I when I was a little girl, loving it and watching it and really getting excited when I saw like Miss Greece up there because I'm Greek. And I think you've obviously an inspiration for so many young girls who are sitting there saying like, oh my gosh, there's someone who looks like me and I am considered beautiful. But it's more than just being beautiful on the outside. I know that the term beauty queen was something that has always been said for pageants. 
But what do you think is the right word when it comes to somebody who wins beauty pageant? I think we should, instead of saying beauty pageant, I should say soulful pageant. Soulful. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, when you have your soul is beautiful, you are a beautiful person. And it's not just looking of the outside. It, It goes way deeper. Jacqueline, but the pageant, and I think it's important, it's not just what you look like. There's categories. Can you kind of go over it? Because there's more that people are looking for, the pageant's looking for, so that they can represent more of a well-rounded. I mean, I think the pageants are not now looking for just a certain type of contestant. There's categories, and maybe Jacqueline could kind of explain some of the categories because it's important for us to know, to know and understand how this works. So Mrs. World has four categories for the competition. The first one is beauty. That can, well, you know, beauty is, again, is up to, just like any art, is up to the eyes of the beholder. And second is the interview where the judges learn more about you or the individual, your platform, why you're here, you know, what, what's the reason. And the third is swimsuit swimsuit is it's not about being skinny or anything like that it's more like how physically healthy you are and then the the fourth is the evening gown an evening gown is a personal choice how you want the world to see you and and how you how you want to present yourself in in an elegant gown i think there's something to be said about also exuding confidence and just letting your personality shine because when somebody's beautiful on the inside, it shows on the outside. There are some women who are, or people in general, who are, at first you think are beautiful, but it's the inside that really makes you shine. Yeah. I, so I think that brings it back down to the soul, as you said, something from the inside out. And it does matter because you can put any face cream on you want. You can do whatever you need to do, but it does show when somebody has that positive energy from within and they are able to talk to you see you walk into the room with an evening gown, whatever, and you're able to see that energy come out in that person. And I think that is what I'm seeing, Jacqueline, when you're saying it's like from the soul, you are able to see it. You could see it in a picture. You can see it when you're talking to someone. So it does make a big difference. And that positive energy and that energy of giving back is very, very important. And that is the way we should be seeing everyone today. Yes. We're here in this world to do a few things, and that is to learn different lessons and then to give back and teach what you've learned. And that's the reason why I, I partner with you as the spokesperson for Lyra is because of that giving back and because of being real and true and being honest with yourself and then sharing it, that knowledge, teaching them about facials or peel. And that's why I found love with Lyra. <laughs> We appreciate that very much. And we are excited about one of the organizations that you have started. Yes, Coral Tree Education Foundation was founded by another refugee. And she is now the chairperson and I serve as president of the organization. And we rebuild schools in Cambodia in a province called Batambong. And currently we are on our third school. So our goal is to build school every year. And the, the main reason is to educate women, uh, especially young girls. And when we say education, we're not necessarily talking about higher education, you know, your bachelor's and graduate school, but more just learning to be literate, you know, having the learning to read and write in English as well as the native language. And so I 
when they approached me to lead the organization, I feel truly blessed because it's not only about Cambodian, but the fact that it's for women and, and helping women to be stronger, have more confidence. When you're able to communicate correctly to everyone, then it's that confidence. And so I think it's very important to educate women because when you educate a woman, she can be self-sufficient. She can be financially independent. She can help her family, help her children, teach her children, and also be part of a community. And that's why it's very important that we give back. And it's important to me that I give back. That, that's very important. And you said something, empowering women. We hear you and you are empowering women who then empower their daughters and their sons. So a strong yes. woman is able to empower her children. And, respect, and teach their sons to also respect women as well so that they become well-rounded all around and our generations continue to get better and better, which I actually also was thinking, your, you know, your platform for Mrs. World, I mean, this obviously goes hand in hand, was rebuilding schools to rebuild lives out, out of poverty while providing women and children the opportunity to contribute to society. I absolutely love yes. that. Did that come first and then you came into the Coral Reef Foundation? That has a platform or slogan, it came first. I've always wanted to do that. And so when Coral Tree approached me and I gave them that, so they were ecstatic. They're just like, yes, yes, we want that. So I raised plenty of money for them, donating my time and then going to my friends and anyone that I know. For me, education is one of those things that you can give someone fish for a day and they'll eat it, right? But if you teach them how to fish, they will never forget it. Same thing with building schools. When you're building a school, you're giving them that tool to succeed, to be to become better, and also to help in a community, you know, con contribute to society. And we all have to continue to learn. As I learned, Khmer, as you said, you're from <laughs> Cambodia. And if you could explain that, how the word Khmer should be used. Uh, so Khmer is for the people and also for the language. As you don't speak Chinese, you speak Khmer, or you don't speak Chinese, but you speak Mandarin. Khmer is the language and also the people. And then just talk about what you do also as the Goodwill Ambassador Envoy for uh, the Cambodian Ministry of Tourism. Back in 2016, I was given an opportunity to meet the Queen Mother of Cambodia, as well as the Minister of Tourism. And then my family and I went to meet the King of Cambodia, and most recently, back in 2019, I went, went with my family to meet the king and the queen mother. And I was given the, the role as the goodwill ambassador to um, Ministry of Tourism. That's awesome. That is wonderful. And just think about where you came from and where you are today. What an inspiration. Thank you. Beautiful. I have to ask you to, we talk about you, but we've seen beautiful pictures, your husband and you have a son and you have a daughter. Tell us a little bit yes. about your family because you're empowering women, but you also are a strong wife, mother, spokesperson. I mean, you, you, you have it all, but tell us a little bit about your family, how you met your husband. I think that's a beautiful way to understand a little bit more about you personally. Thank you. I, I'm smiling because this, I love this question. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm very proud to have, to be married to my husband of 16 years. We met actually online. We met on a website called Friendster. I don't know if you know, oh, yeah. it's a social network. I remember. Yeah. That. <laughs> social you know exactly networking what you're site. About. And I wrote to him 
And within a month, he was out vacation because he's quite a traveler. And that's why I, I got the, the bug from him. Now I'm into traveling because of him. But um, he, went, he was traveling in Goa, India at the time. And he saw my, uh, my message and he responded a month later. Then we went out on a blind date and the rest is history. And a few months later, we got engaged and married. And now 16 years and two kids. <laughs> so my daughter is 14 and my son is 13. But you know, with, with any marriage, you go through a lot together. You learn and you grow. And you help each other. And especially the biggest test for me was when my daughter was born early, prematurely, two months early. So that really made a lot of stress in, you know, our family, because it's, you know, we don't, you know, first time parents don't know what to do. And I was on bed rest with the second one. And so we went through a lot. And I think that the biggest thing I can take away from this is the fact that you never give up. This is my personality, never give up on things that you believe in, that you love. Family is the platform. If your family is good, your upbringing is good, you can go out there and make money for your family. You know, you do stuff for the world, give back. So, I mean, that's, those are all the things that I believe in strongly. You're very inspirational. That is for sure. And I do want to remind people, you didn't win the first time, but then you won the second time, the second the time. third time and keep going, Jacqueline, keep going. <laughs> You know, as much, I know Francine said, you are an inspiration, but who is your inspiration? My mother, my parents. When I talk about my mother, I cannot forget to talk about my father. My parents brought us here to America. And my mother, having had not knowing any English and seven children, actually, she started with nine children and two died. And so my mother, I say, is the biggest influence and my role model. In addition to that, I have many role models. And now I'm meeting, you know, the Lyra team, all ladies. Women have made huge impact in my life. My foremost, I would say, my mother. Love the answer. And with everything going on in the world right now, I hope you know that you're inspiring everyone. Move forward. Be strong. There's something to move forward for. Don't give up. <laughs> Don't give up. I think the story to take away from this is definitely don't give up. There's a journey life is a journey and that we need to give back. If we can do that, the world will be better for our kids. Like you said, your mom is someone who inspired you and you're inspiring your kids. We've learned and we share. And, and that's what we want to do with Lyra. That's why we're sharing your story. And it's important for us to get your story out there because if we can inspire one person, one person, we've done our job. And I'm hoping we're inspiring thousands of people out there, but just to change the world with one person, like you are changing the world for us too, is, is important. Yeah, thank you. I'll ask you a lighter question, Jacqueline. What is one of your favorite Lyra products? Oh, and I really love the, the cream, the caviar cream. <laughs> oh, and yeah. The cream, I'm using it right now. I love it. You know, I'm going to do the, uh, so I'm doing another video. So far, I have a few, uh, two already to Alira, and one of them is going to be the bean, and um, the other one is the vitamin C. The BB is my f my favorite. Oh, I would wear it all the time. It's, it's, it's a coverage. I'm going to do a whole commercial. It's a coverage. <laughs> it's a cream. It's a serum. It's a protector. <laughs> yeah. It's a shield. You know, when you're traveling, it actually, the mesh is helping keeping the heat. So it releases yeah. that heat. It helps with inflammation, traveling. I, we wear it all yeah. the time. It doesn't get on your clothes. It's awesome. Hyaluronic acid is in there. I just, I love it. But we love that because it's an all-in-one product. The BB yeah. has an all-in-one person who has it all. Oh, thank you so much for making my dreams come true. The thing is what you're doing is what I've been 
trying to look for. You teach, you give. You, know, you teach other estheticians and then you give back and you're about the soul. So that, see, that's why the, the marriage is so perfect. <laughs> well, the, together we're unstoppable. And we have the Mrs. World, which you'll be competing in. We're very excited to be with you there. So the competition is in is, um, the first week of December in Las Vegas as the, at the Westgate Hotel. We will be, the contestants will have dinner with the president of the hotel. And we're going to be in an evening gown for the competition, swimsuit, all the four categories. We're definitely planning to be there with you and support you in Las Vegas. And I, I'm confident that you're going to do really, really well. And there's a lot of wonderful women running. But I, I believe that what you've done with your life, and we're really fortunate that we're part of this journey to see you win. We definitely want you to win the Miss World will be well-deserved. You have earned it. Thank you. So Jacqueline, we received some beautiful pictures of you. And in one picture, you have this beautiful traditional headdress. Can you explain the headdress to us? The, the outfit I, I was wearing in the photo is a national costume for Cambodia. I will be wearing that at Mrs. World. The outfit is basically is a replica of Queen Indra Devi, who was the wife of uh, Jaya Varman VII, who helped build Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat is a spiritual monument. It was a city uh, in Cambodia. And so she believed in education. She built schools, hospitals. She believed in helping women and children. Quite the inspiration, you know, for me and big role model for Cambodian women. And this, uh, she was a queen back in 1500. So long time, long time ago. Well, in our eyes, you are a winner already. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I know that, you're excited to be on board uh, with Lyra Clinical to represent, to be a spokesperson for Lyra Clinical. Obviously, as a pageant contestant, we're so excited to have you, but also as an esthetician, what are your thoughts about representing the skincare brand? I'm really, uh, first of all, I'm very honored and very happy to uh, represent Lyra Clinical because it, it's a product for women. And, and it's not just for women that want to be educated about the product, about the skin. To me, it's a product that is just like the slogan, be bright, be beautiful. And as we stated earlier, the, the brightness is come from within. And as a titian, you really have to have that healing hands, you know, when you're treating or working with customers. And so that the light from the soul comes out feeding the face, the skin. And so the whole slogan is just beautiful. Uh, you're going to be attending one of the trade shows in the Bay Area. We have the Face and Body Aesthetic Show the last weekend in August, and you're going to be there. So I'm excited that if anyone's coming to that show to stop by and kind of meet you and, and see you in, in person, I think it'd be a really good opportunity to kind of see what we've seen in you. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm very excited for August. And then what are some of your favorite beauty tips or maybe beauty tricks that you could share with all of us? Uh, with skin or makeup? <laughs> Ooh, have a one of each. Have a little of each. Great. So I love to wash my face. I like to use the mister, you know, for hydration. And I love the hyaluronic acid. And I think that that is very important. As we age our skin, our cell renewal is, is less. And so you need products to help enzymes to help scuff away the dead skin and also to replenish by putting hyaluronic acid. So that helps to works with the fine lines and wrinkles and then plump up the, the skin. So I, I love that. That's my secret, I think, when it comes to skincare. Now makeup, I don't like to wear makeup, but I like the Lyra BB cream. That's my favorite because it's, you know, it has a few things. It hydrates, 
it covers up imperfection, it uh, covers the lines, and it also protects and shields the sunlight from entering the skin. And it's just very soft and, and healthy for the skin. Oh, you make the BB look good. So we're <laughs> very happy about that. Thank you. You are wonderful. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. We really are truly honored to have you here. And we thank you. You are really beautiful, a beautiful person from the inside and out. And I know you've experienced a lot in your life who has shaped you to who you are today. And we really are happy to have you aboard here on Lyra Clinical. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And thank you for this great opportunity to, to share my story with you. And, and I'm honored to be your spokesperson. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you. We appreciate it very, very much. A big thank you to Jacqueline for joining us today. She truly is an inspiration. Just everything, her whole journey from Cambodia to here to California to the United States. Uh, she is truly an inspiration for everything that she's gone through. And I cannot wait to meet her at Face and Body in San Jose. Uh, but if anybody has any questions for Metaxi or Francine, please feel free to email us at skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. That's skindepthconvo at lyraclinical.com. Another great show in the books, ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you, Thank you Anna. Anna. And we can't wait to talk to you all next time. See you soon.